film has been or will be released the greatest of all time. This show will find that film. This is the greatest film of all time, according to me. But, Brandon. Welcome back to the greatest film of all time, according to me, for another week. I am your intrepid me, Brandon Maynard. It's the show where we delve into the depths of film to crown an undisputed champion. Oh, it doesn't get old, does it? We all love it. Uh, welcome back. This this week's film was submitted by my friend and best man, Brooke. The Michael Bay classic, Armageddon. We're ready, aren't we? We're ready for it. Ready to save the world. Um, this is a movie that I am I am somewhat afraid to do, mostly because Brooke would not would will be mad if I don't enjoy this. And I don't I don't know, man. I I I think I know I've seen it. Obviously, I've seen it. I probably saw it accidentally while living with him in college five times just by walking through the room <laughs> and seeing it. Uh, it, I know that they, Bruce, Will, it's Bruce Willis. Oh no, shoot. Who all's in it? Bruce Willis, Ben Affleck. Yeah, it's Ben Affleck. And then, um, oh no, what's her name? Steven Tyler's daughter, Liv Tyler. They're in it. There's a love story. Bruce Willis is her dad she likes Ben Affleck so he doesn't like Ben Affleck they work on an oil rigger I believe or they they at least like drill and uh in one of the more inexplicable choices in cinema history we have decided to send oil riggers to space and they just have to learn really quick how to be astronauts rather than finding astronauts and teaching them to be oil riggers uh, and then, yeah, they got to go do that to blow up, uh, something before it hits the earth <laughs> before Armageddon hits. I also remember this came out, I think at the exact same time as like uh deep impact. So those are kind of tangentially related in my head or they're, they're, they're hard to separate in my head. I, but I, I don't know for sure that I ever saw deep impact. So maybe I need to do that also. Or not. I don't think anyone ever talks about it in a positive light, so maybe I shouldn't um, do that to myself. Uh, I, I I know that the uh, we got. Uh, oh no! Which what is it? I don't want to miss the thing. That's that's the song right from Aerosmith, which is weird, right? Is that did did she get him to do it? Did they get the song and then cast Liv Tyler? Was it an accident? Was it just kismet? I'm asking, is Liv Tyler a Nepo baby? Is she a Nepo baby? <laughs> is he in trouble? Did he get in trouble? I feel like I, I saw that somewhere. Steven Tyler. N- news. Um, Dismissal of women's sex abuse ac- accusation lawsuit. Okay, so he, he might allegedly be in trouble. Uh, let's move past it. Why do I keep it in the show? Because I don't like editing. Um, I, yeah, I'm, I, here, here is my feeling on movies like this. I like action movies. 
I like dumb action movies. I love space movies. I think this is a dumb action movie in space, but that doesn't mean it can't be the greatest film of all time. Who says it can't be? I think a lot of movies are dumb that are awesome. Uh, like what, like what Brandon, why'd you say that without one example? Um, Con Air, that movie's dumb as hell, but it's awesome. (laughs) And we're definitely going to do it on the podcast. Um, I don't know, man. (laughs) I don't know, man. What else do I got about Armageddon? Um, I, so Michael Bay, (laughs) I don't, I don't know if I should do research now or do it after. I don't know for sure that I like a Michael Bay movie besides this one. (laughs) And I don't think I'm being facetious. I think it might be the only one. Um, I wonder, let's see, I'm, I'm kind of going through his filmography really fast. A lot of uh, music videos, Meatloaf, Bad Out of Hell, The Picture Show, cool. Bad Boys, okay, I forgot I did the Bad Boys movies. I did like the first Bad Boys. I'm pretty sure I liked the second. I like The Rock, he did The Rock. I don't think that's like high art or anything. I did enjoy The Island. I think it's really stupid, but I liked it. I don't like the Transformers movies or Pain and Gain or 13 Hours. or Okay, so maybe it's just Armageddon and sort of The Rock and what was the other one? <laughs> bad Boys. I like Bad Boys. Don't we all, though? Oh, Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor's bad. Um, is, it, is it? Or am I just assuming it's bad because I didn't really care about it and then South Park made fun of it or did was it South Park Pearl Harbor sucks song it might have been team yeah it's team America um look maybe the South Park writers just tricked me into thinking Pearl Harbor wasn't a good movie uh (laughs) if I'm that easily swayed uh I who who knows I I'm sure I am I never really would have cared about that movie anyway. Um, though those that uh, ignore history are doomed to repeat it. So I really don't, I really hope that me not caring to watch the movie Pearl Harbor, uh, has any effect on, um, any future attacks on the country. I, I can't imagine it does. Oh, sometimes I'm, I'm kind of shocked how I get to a certain place. This is the issue where I just talk to myself is you have to deal with the ramifications of, uh, where my head goes with certain things. Um, should we just talk about meatloaf? I'm a big fan of, uh, both the singer and the food. Big fan of meatloaf. One time (laughs) I'm just going to talk about meatloaf, the food right now. One time I was, uh, I was home alone with uh, with just me and my dog. My wife was on a work trip, and I have a I had just gotten a Traeger not too not too early, not too re- dang it long before. There it is. And I had been trying out new recipes and kind of doing easy stuff for a while. And then I was like, you know what? I want to try to do something different, something I wouldn't normally do. So I found a a meatloaf recipe. It's like half half ground beef, half ground pork, 
uh, sort of like barbecue-y. It had some uh, seasoning, and I, I make my own rub. I put the rub on there, and I was basing it with barbecue sauce. It was rad. Now, it took me about three hours, low and slow on the grill, to, to make this thing. And the whole time, I'm just drinking beer. <laughs> and by the end of it, I realized, wow, I am absolutely obliterated. <laughs> also, I may have bacon wrapped it. I think I bacon wrapped this thing too. It was, it was almost perfect, everybody. But turns out I misread measurements on the salinity content of this meatloaf. I took a bite. It tasted like the ocean. And then I ordered pizza and it took two hours to get to me. <laughs> and I, I've never, I've never spiraled so hard as a, as that night, but I was just obliterated from drinking beer while waiting on a tasty meatloaf. And then out of boredom, kept drinking until the pizza got there. In <laughs> all, it was like five hours of me. On a just a, I must say, school night. On a school night, drinking and wishing that my meatloaf had come to fruition, but it alas, it didn't. And um, that story goes out to you, meatloaf. Rest in peace. I believe I think you died. Um, <laughs> before I mention anything else about death or uh, terror attacks, why don't we uh, just play music and then? Um, oh yeah. It's time to watch it. This iconic scene where this plays, and uh, I don't, I, I know this is from the movie, but I can't picture why it would be played. Like it can't be like the heroic, like they're walking on the asteroid or whatever. This has to be like Ben Affleck and Liv Tyler sitting around before they go, right? I guess we'll find out. Or I will be reminded of it. I have seen this movie multiple times and I don't remember any of it. Um, Just, uh, I don't know. We'll see if it's good. There's a lot of Aerosmith on this soundtrack too. Including a... Wait, does he play... He plays Come Together? Ding, 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 ding. That's fun. I don't remember this. They just couldn't get the Beatles version? I don't know. Um, let's watch this stupid thing. <laughs> no offense, Brooke. I'm sure it's great. We'll find out on the other side of uh, the music sting. Welcome back. We watched the movie. The world has been saved and we're all better off for it. Um, Welcome back. I think I said that, but I'm going to say it again. Welcome back. Uh, I've had one uh, Topo Chico Margarita Hard Seltzer, so you know I am flying this evening. It is uh, afternoon. It's not evening. Let's get into it. (laughs) All right. So as I, I guess first off, as I watched this movie, I was, 
I definitely was starting to realize that maybe I've only seen this movie like one time, like for like fully for real, sat down, watched it once. Uh, and I'm, I'm pretty sure it was in high school. Um, I know that uh, my friend and the, the person that uh, recommended me this, Brooke, uh, he played this, I'm sure he played this a million times while I was around uh, when we lived together in college and probably in high school, like hanging out uh, late. But I, I don't know that I ever really just like watched it all. I probably like fell asleep uh, for late night viewings or I would just be walking in and out of the room. Um, like I remember a lot about the movie, but piecing it together as a narrative, I don't think I could have done that before this uh, rewatch. So I'm glad I did it. Um, let's dig in. Let's let's uh, get into those depths, shall we? Delving time. Guys, they mine in this. It's like delving the deeps. Is that is it del- uh, delving the depths? <laughs> they do. That's what they do in this. This is the perfect film for my awful catchphrase. Um, all right, so the premise here is pretty simple. Uh, there's a giant asteroid heading for Earth that is a global killer. Uh, in order to stop it, we got to send up uh, deep sea oil drillers, <laughs> obviously. Um, all right, yeah, so that, I mean, that's a cynical take. One of the big issues with the premise when I was thinking back is like, can't you teach an astronaut to drill instead of a a driller to be an astronaut? And then, you know, as it was going, as you know, given time constraints, you have like 20 days or 21 days or something. Uh, you can almost give them the benefit of the doubt uh, until, uh, let's, uh, let's just, well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's run down what happened in this critically not acclaimed, according to my research film. Um, so the film begins, uh, and they're showing us two things. One being a meteor shower murdering people. Uh, it's pretty brutal. Uh, and the, and the NASA scientists working to figure out what happened, uh, amongst the murdered by meteor shower people is Eddie Griffin <laughs> fighting with the dude over his dog trying to eat a Godzilla toy. Um, I don't know, man. What is <laughs> some of this movie feels like. Well, I know for a fact, like there are several, several drafts of, uh, I'm assuming only punch up and not story work. Um, so that's one part of it. The other part is Bruce Willis owner of a like billion dollar company likely is what is my assumption here is if he's the best oil dr- driller and owns the company, uh, he is hitting golf balls at hippies that are protesting the drilling. It's all very normal stuff. He's the hero, obviously. <laughs> Um, so we got Billy Bob Thornton, who I'll just say right now, love him in almost anything I can think of he's in. Um, he's in charge of, the, of NASA. And you know what? You, usually his like Southern accent and sort of folksy uh, demeanor might make me think, oh, he can't be like in charge of a big NASA mission. I bought it. Bought it. Dude can act into it. Um, also you can sound Southern and be smart. I'm not proof, but there are like some of them. Uh, I don't know. Uh, what's that one dude? He's like Cajun. Uh, he gets, he has like debates. Oh, I can't think of his name. He's in politics, whatever. He is smart and sounds stupid as hell. So look, there's one of them, one of us out there. Uh, so Billy Bob, Billy Bob Thornton's in, in charge. He's got to figure out what happened with this meteor shower. And then they notice a giant global killer asteroid. Um, they have about three weeks before it hits. And we're, we're told they didn't realize until now because the 
their space watch budget is only like a million dollars. I think they say a million dollars. Uh, it could be, I could have that number wrong, but it is, it is a specific number, uh, which means they can watch about 3% of the sky. Also a specific number. Weird to have them in a movie like this. Uh, but them's the facts guys. Uh, <laughs> they're definitely real numbers. Um, on the rigor, I guess it would be a rigor, whatever. Uh, out on the deep sea um, oil rig. Guys, full disclosure, I got a second Topo Chico here. So occasionally I'll take a sip. I don't know why I'm doing that because if I'm listening, I don't want to hear that noise. But guys, I got to keep this party rolling. Uh, <laughs> on the rigger, Bruce Willis's character um, has just realized that Ben Affleck is sleeping with his daughter, uh, Liv Tyler. This was a shock to him, so naturally he runs around a dangerous oil rig shooting shotgun shots at him, like willy-nilly, like big sparks flying. It's great. Um, uh, at the end of that, he is not murdered. Affleck is, is simply fired. Uh, Liv Tyler is mad at Bruce Willis, and we kind of move on. From what I can tell, this is in the past. It's played like, it, see, it's sort of like intercut as if they're happening at the same time, but there's no way it is. I mean, I may have missed where they talk about the jump forward in time, but I don't I don't think they did. Uh, it's clear time has passed by the time the next event happens with them, but we'll, we'll get to that. Um, back at NASA, old Billy Bob and his team. <laughs> that sounds a lot. Old Billy Bob and his team down at NASA. Uh, they're going to drill into the asteroid and plant a nuke. I don't know why I have to do a fake Southern accent. I have one. It's just not that... Uh, cartoonish. Don't we all wish it was though? Wouldn't this be a better, more folksy thing? Like if I if I really like laid it on thick. You, look, you give me like four or five Topo Chico uh, margarita seltzers, and we're we're <laughs> we're slurring, and I'm uh, southern, southern. Um, what's it? Okay, so they're gonna drill into the asteroid, plant a nuke, blow it up, Bing Bang Bong, world saved. Only problem. You guys see it, right? They need someone to do the drilling. And this is obviously where we justify the... No. They have a team of astronauts who have been training for eight months to drill. Inexplicable they're not able to get this done, but they're not. They, they're they so bad that <laughs> after eight months, for, for like they've been practicing to drill on Mars. They cannot do that. And it's like a, a less high stakes thing, and it's less like uh, difficult of a of a drilling session, I guess. I don't know. Uh, so, and NASA has stolen the plans for Bruce Willis's drill, uh, so they have to bring him in to advise on it. Um, and he's mad because he never told them that he could have it. I don't know. Maybe this happens. Maybe it's like the uh, property property rights or uh, like intellectual property rights, like imminent domain that maybe they're allowed to do this. I feel like they would just pay him money and he would say yes or no. He seems like he'd say no. I uh, don't think he's a big fan of the government. Um, and you know what? Honestly, he shouldn't. They stole his stuff, <laughs> but now he's got to teach that crew, but he won't. He needs his crew. So cue the montage of getting the team together uh, you guys don't know this about me because I have not, I don't think we've covered a, a movie like this that does this. I love these types of scenes in movies. I don't have a lot of, uh, examples. I tried to think of some earlier, 
like Ocean's Eleven, anything where they're planning, it's usually a heist. Anywhere they're planning a job and like a bunch of people do a specific thing. So it introduces them. They're going to pick them up. They're doing all this kind of stuff. When I think of it, like the quintessential scene is actually uh, MacGruber, which is being done as a joke. He's pick, he picks up all the wrestlers and then they die in an accidental explosion. <laughs> um, either way, I love this shit. Uh, sorry for cussing. Uh, why am I sorry for cussing? I, I said that because I've been accidentally cussing around my... A uh, newborn daughter who does not understand it, but my wife does, and she does not want me to do that. Uh, I'm not going to apologize to you people because, Marcy, you better not be listening to this. <laughs> and if you are, uh, you're probably old enough to hear it, and I've probably cussed around you since. Um, so I'm not sorry. I love this shit. <laughs> uh, first, I got to go find Affleck. He has his own company built with his name on it now. So this is how I, I'm pretty sure... I, I don't know, a significant amount of time has passed. Uh, he was just on the crew and now he's on spot. Like it has to be a long time since the shotgun incident. Um, it doesn't matter. He agrees to join the crew despite Bruce Willis telling him he wouldn't hire him for a job on this planet. It's a cute line because it's not going to be on the planet. Now they do, are going to train for three weeks on the planet, but you know, it's a cute line. Who else is on the crew? I'm going to have to read off a list. Will Patton as Chick. Um, Will Patton, I don't... So he's in like uh, that football movie. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, oh my gosh. I almost said League of Our Own and then They Might Be Giants. Neither of those are a football movie. Um, it's not The Longest Yard. It's the one with racism and Denzel Washington. <laughs> I don't, and now I'm second guessing whether or not he's in it. Let's see. Will Patton. Uh, I like him. He's also in the show Falling Skies. That's what I really remember him from. Uh, just no one watched that. I did like, I liked that show though. It was, um, it was a lot better than it had any, 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 it was a lot better than it had any business being. Um, I might be thinking the wrong guy, guys. I hope that noise doesn't show up. I think it might just be my headphones. Whenever I open Chrome when I'm podcasting, it it does weird stuff. Oh, yeah, he's in Gone. Oh, Remember the Titans? Yes, he's in it. He's also in Gone Sixty Seconds. But I was thinking of Remember the Titans, a movie that I legitimately love and I can't remember the name of. Oh, after all that, I don't even know what what I was doing. I think I was making a list of people. Uh, Steve Buscemi is in it. Buscemi, Buscemi, Buscemi. Uh, he's the inexplicable ladies man slash genius. Uh, I, I love him in this. It, his role doesn't make any sense. Like you don't look at him and go, yeah, him. Uh, but don't care. He's great. Michael Clark Duncan, uh, Ken Hudson Campbell, who I know I've seen in other stuff. But he plays the character Max. I don't. I don't really. I can't think of something he's in. I'm not going to look it up. Refuse. Um, and then Owen Wilson. Guys, Owen Wilson is in it. I forgot. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. So there's a there's a slight hesitation, but after a list of demands that include not paying taxes ever again, they agree to join uh, the mission. And uh, we're off, which means it's time for a training montage. God, we get a getting the crew together montage and a training montage in this movie. This stuff is rad. It makes me want to write like an action movie 
Uh, actually, I, I am. I mean, mine will have less plausibility than this one, due largely in part to it being about two beach volleyball Olympians slash FBI agents who uh, save the world, uh, possibly from Bigfoot. It, if that sounds oddly specific, it's only because it's being worked on. Uh, don't worry, there's no chance it'll end up in the top five of this podcast. One, it won't get made. If it did, that doesn't sound like it's going to be good, right? <laughs> uh, back to the podcast. Um, so we're trained up. It's time to start the mission. Uh, they go up to the Russian spaceship to pick up a lunatic that's been there for 13, 18 months uh, alone, just in time for a meteor shower to destroy it. Uh, then we go on the mission. There are some hiccups, some threats to the mission being successful, even a remote nuke detonation that is turned on by the president. Then we get a red wire, blue wire cutting situation to deactivate a countdown just in time. Uh, this thing has it all. It's got all of the tropes and uh, shit. Does it work? Uh, we'll get into it. I, it does a lot of the things that every other movie like it would do. It just, you know, fine. <laughs> it's what's wrong with that. What's wrong with hitting all the notes, right? This isn't jazz. We don't got to improvise. Just hit the notes, play the, play the, play the hits. Um, let's just breeze through this. It's an action movie. It's not like it's a play by play is going to be good in spoken word anyway. Uh, it's almost like a podcast about a film that you have to watch isn't inherently com- compelling. You're welcome, guys. Are you loving it? <laughs> There's Topo Chico talk. I talked about uh, my daughter farting for a whole lot in one episode. This show's got it all. <laughs> and we're undeniably watching the hits of uh, just modern day and and classical uh, bangers on, on the reg. I hate how I'm talking right now. Um, one in one third Topo Chico. Th- this is not an ad. <laughs> they did not. They should sponsor me though. Oh, how do you go about that? Do they have to like reach out to you? Probably. I can't just be like, Hey, I talked about you a lot. Can you pay me? That'd be a, a fun way to make money. All right. Um, look, we're, I lost track of where I was. <laughs> uh, so we're in, we're end up in a situation where they can't detonate the, uh, the bomb remotely anymore. Uh, so someone has to stay back to press the button. Uh, the, the crew, they draw straws and Ben Affleck is the unlucky winner. Um, even if you never saw this, I feel like you probably know where this is going. Bruce Willis takes him down to the site and he, he's going to take, He's going to take this from Ben so he can go back to Liv Tyler back on Earth. It's noble, uh, I guess, but I think we can all agree it probably makes more sense that it's not this not very long relationship is less important than her father slash boss returning uh, after he promised he'd come back. Uh, but whatever, that's not as dramatic. Um, so Bruce Willis goes to the bottom of the hole, manually detonates the nuke, and the world rejoices. I mean... Okay, a lot of the world rejoices. Several thousand people are still killed by the meteor shower uh, right before that happens. Well, so yeah, there's the meteor shower at the beginning, but then there's like debris, which I guess would say I would say is another meteor, like smaller meteor shower before it, it that asteroid's supposed to get there. Uh, like a lot, like thousands of people die on that one for sure. Um, but hey, the world doesn't end, so <laughs> cue the music. 
I don't want to close my eyes. Uh, and that's the film. That's it. Um, huh. Lots to unpack here. Or is there? There is stuff to unpack here. There's a moderate amount of stuff to, to unpack. Um, there, uh, I guess I could just get into what I like about it. Why is this my favorite film and thus the greatest film of all time? Uh, there, there was definitely a time where if Bruce Willis was in a movie, I was going to think it was cool. Uh, and I think he's good in this. I, I don't, I, he's not very likable very, most of the time. Uh, but I don't think it matters. I think he is, I think he's good. I think he's good at what this role needs to be. Um, uh, really the cast in general. Um, I like it. I mean, hmm, is that true? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Ben Affleck is really good at, at what we wanted to be in this. Um, Buscemi, he's just so wild. <laughs> and for some reason, like on paper, I don't buy it. He's not the ladies man slash genius. Uh, but he's so he's such a good actor that you're like, yeah, I guess I buy it. He's a degenerate gambler, but also the ladies love it. And he went to MIT, maybe I forget. And that's why he's look, someone had to be like good at their job. And he is one of them. And he's smart. <laughs> uh, Michael Clark Duncan, he's so I love him. I love him. Rest in peace. Like he I don't think I've seen a movie he's in that I don't like. Uh, him in, uh, that's a tall statement and he's a tall man. And that's probably why I'm just jealous. Uh, not jealous. I'm envious. Is that the same thing? Jealous seems like it feels like it has a negative connotation, but so does envy. Oh, sins. Am I right? They're deadly. Should I do the, should I do seven for this? Maybe I should. I don't know that I want to watch seven though. Um, what else? Oh, I mean, Billy Bob Thornton, absolutely phenomenal, big fan. Uh, and Liv Tyler is fine. She it's super thin. Like, there's a recurring thing in this podcast that a lot of the female characters are com- completely underwritten. I don't, I don't know her point of view other than like she wants to be like her dad, but she hates him, and she likes Ben Affleck. And she doesn't really even say she wants to be like him until he's dying or leaving. Might have been dying. I can't remember exactly the moment. Uh, unimportant because they don't treat her as anything more than a prop to get back to. Um, and Owen Wilson. I just, I can't believe I forgot Owen Wilson was in this movie. This, that's what really uh, brought home the fact that I, I definitely have not watched this movie start to finish a bunch of times seen pieces of it a ton. I'm sure I saw it on cable a lot. Uh, yeah, like the cast. Um, I'm, you know, I'm gonna give a whole point of this to Owen Wilson. He's doing a lot of Owen Wilson things, but it's not fully like, it's not fully defined or refined yet. Uh, like some of his later stuff, it feels like a caricature of him, like almost like he's doing an impression of him. Uh, like he's, he's on SNL doing a version of him. Uh, like a specific movie would be like the internship. He's definitely Owen Wilsoning in that movie. And I don't, I'm not saying I don't like it. I, I still love it. I don't care, but it is like really, I do like seeing like a more restrained version of him. Um, a big fan. 
Um, just a general thing. It's a space movie. Check. Action movie. Check. I'm in. I love sci-fi. Um, I love most action with some kind of story. I like, I, I was trying to think of action movies, um, that I don't really care for because like some of it's just like, Oh, that looks cool. It, really? I, I come back to like, I don't really love James Bond movies cause I think the stakes are, they're nothing. He's never going to die and he doesn't care about the women. Uh, and the, I don't think they're having enough fun, but like visually they're like really spectacle, heavy, awesome set piece action movies. Um, and, uh, I want to revisit Mad Max Fury Road for that reason because I didn't really like it uh, at the time. But like thinking back, I was like, "All that's practical." I bet, I bet I'd have a a different opinion now. And that wasn't even that long ago. I just I probably didn't have the patience to watch a movie with almost no dialogue. Um, and now, willing to, I'll do it for you guys. In, in hopes of, you know, not in hopes. I'm absolutely going to crown an undisputed champion uh, of film. And you're welcome. I, I don't take this job lightly. Topo Chico. <laughs> it's a fun word. It's a, lot, it's a great word. Um, what else? Uh, J.J. is credited as a writer on this. I love J.J. Abrams. Lost despite its detractors. Um, it's, it remains my favorite non-comedy TV show of all time. Uh, from what I can tell, he had a late draft, so not sure how much of this is actually his, but he's credited, and I like that. Um, I really want to rewatch Lost. I want to watch with my wife, who has thus far refused to watch it. I think she'll enjoy it, though. She'll get really into the mystery, and then she'll get furious that I can't really talk to her about it because I know everything that happens, but... Look, that's her fault. She should have watched it back then. <laughs> uh, I might be explaining why she doesn't want to watch it. Um, I also, uh, another thing I like, I read that someone uh, at Disney took notes on the writer's pitch for the movie Deep Impact. And then they created Armageddon to like counter that. <laughs> I I love that so much. I love that it's, I love that this is the bigger movie because of it too. Uh, I did read that Deep Impact is more scientifically accurate than Armageddon is. Uh, I uh, I am not surprised in any way that something might be more scientifically accurate than this film. Um, not even a little bit. I <laughs> sometimes the the asteroid looks like a like a comic book villain or something like something like the guardians of the galaxy would fight. <laughs> it almost like as a living thing. It's really, really interesting. Uh, the explosions are insane, but that's a Michael, it's a Michael Bay film guys. You know what you're getting. Um, I mean, usually, uh, unless you watched ambulance, did he even, I don't even know if he directed that. I just, I remember watching it. I'm not, I'm never doing ambulance for this show. I'm sorry. No one recommend it. Um, I think that's probably it for why this is my favorite. Uh, I would. I almost want to say the soundtrack, but I have. I have reasons that I don't. I do like that song. I, I like. Uh, don't want to miss a thing. I just don't. 
Uh, I don't like the when it happens. That's going to be one of the, my least favorite parts. I don't like hearing Liv Tyler's dad sing a love, love song as she's being lovey-dovey with Ben Affleck. It feels weird. I feel like he's watching him and it's like his approval. I don't enjoy it. Not a fan. Uh, I do like the song. I don't love their come together uh, cover. I'd rather just listen to the Beatles if you're not going to do anything interesting with it. What are we doing? Um, what else? I didn't love seeing the World Trade Center buildings on fire after being hit by meteors while the people are all around, uh, including Eddie Griffin and uh, Mr. Cooper of Hanging with Mr. Cooper fan. Uh, they're talking about an attack, and now the World Trade Center is on fire. Don't love it, people. Don't love it. Um, I think tonally it's wild. <laughs> I don't think the the very serious end of the world stuff and the like it's the the oil drilling part like on the on the the rig or whatever it's so cartoonish uh, that I don't I don't think they they mesh for a large portion of this movie like they're that that crew don't jive with the other movie happening <laughs> to me <laughs> a large portion of it. Um, it doesn't mean that I I didn't feel something at the end of the movie though, because I did, um, because, uh, it was touching, even though I'm a cynical dude. Um, it was pretty touching. Uh, and one of the, one of the things that made me laugh out loud and pause the movie (laughs) to write something down, we need to talk about the earnest line of dialogue spoken uh, when Steve Buscemi's character is kind of going crazy, he's shooting his gun erratically on the surface of the asteroid. Uh, William Fickner, uh, he plays Colonel Sharp, says that he, quote, is suffering from space dementia. It made me so mad. <laughs> For one, uh, we took the only character having a good time away from the movie because they, like, restrain him. But to say that this is what he's suffering is so funny that it's, I mean, it's so bad that it's funny, but it is so funny at the same time, but he doesn't mean it to be funny. Um, I did for a moment get worried though. Be like, maybe I was just like super uninformed and this is like a real thing. <laughs> so I go, I did Google it before I came on here and just pop my mouth off, mouth off. Uh, but no, it's the disorder strictly from science fiction. Uh, from what I can tell from my remedial research online, it may have originated in Ren and Stippy season one. At least that's the the first point, uh, the first like place it's uh, mentioned being in the Wikipedia article for <laughs> Space Dementia. <laughs> um, uh, why? Why else? Um, I I, th- I think, hmm. Uh, I don't know. I think that's just in general, the, the believability, the plausibility of these people going up to space rather than not even that they have to. If you tell me that there is no one prepared to drill in space, I believe you need them more than there are people that train for eight months and aren't capable. Like, I just don't, I don't like that. <laughs> I, I honestly th- feel like the movie hates NASA. <laughs> they think that that would be acceptable for eight months for them to not learn how to just drill. <laughs> and maybe I am simplifying something that is really difficult, but they are astronauts. I am a dummy. 
they should be able to do it. Uh, what other closing thoughts do I got on this? Pause for a Topo Chico sip. Ah. So usually when I do these, I already know where it's going to be on my list. Like where it's going to be in the top five, if it's going to be in it. This one, I think this is a tricky one because I think if I look at this with a critical eye, there is no discussion about whether I think it should be in the top five. Absolutely not. But as I watch these movies, I don't think this this search is strictly about how well-written or directed, acted a movie might be. It doesn't matter how few plot holes it has. I don't think it has to be a perfect film to be the greatest film. This is the first movie that I think really puts all of it for a test, all that to a test for me. Um, so for the first time, you guys don't know this, but I, I know this. For the first time, we're figuring this out in the moment. We're going to figure out where I rank Armageddon in the top five. Now, I have pre-written a eulogy, so I know it's in my top five. <laughs> I mean, I'm at least I'm at least saying that I think it's better than last week's top five. Or last week's number five. So if you actually keep up with these, you know what I'm going to eulogize. Um, but I don't know where it's going to land. Okay, so let's let's just run it down. Number five, uh, number one. <laughs> Everything, everywhere, all at once. Do I believe Armageddon is a is a greater film than Everything, Everywhere, All at Once? Uh, gut instinct is to say no. Now there's the immediacy factor of this, like everything everywhere at once just came out. It hasn't had a chance to age at all. And I know it will. I'm sure that there will be things that I look back on at some point and think, uh, I don't really care about that or it's not, it wasn't as good as I thought, or I've seen it done better now. That that's a big problem. I think going back for me is like, I've seen that that movie, not this one in particular, but just like in in general, I've seen that movie do that be done better now by a newer movie. Um, I have zero specifics, <laughs> but I'm worried that could happen with this. Um, I think it's going to come down to just, I think everything ever all at once has all of the cool fun that I get from Armageddon but it is a better constructed movie and the action is a lot better for me. There isn't any space, but there is like messing with parallel universes. And for that reason, it stays at number one. Oh, all right. We got through one. All right. Inglorious bastards. Now this is one. If I went critical, eye like classical definition of what a good film is. This isn't close. <laughs> Inglorious Bastards is not, is unquestionably a, uh, it, <laughs> like an objectively better movie, but this is a subjective, uh, art form everyone. And, um, do I think it's better than Armageddon? I know that if you ask me what movie I want to watch right now, 
before this, I would have said, I probably want to watch Armageddon. But I guess I forgot how long Armageddon is. It's not like it's that much shorter than Inglorious Bastards, if it is at all. And I think Inglorious Bastards has some fun in it, despite it being a a World War II Nazi movie. I think there's more fun than you realize. Plus, it's, I mean, it's got outstanding performances. Uh, it's like pretty funny at times. It's like dramatic. There's some there's some good stuff in there. Uh, Armageddon has, I hate to say it, it has the word space or the term space dimension in it. And, uh, I think it, it, I, it's not going to overtake it. Number two is Inglorious Bastards. Hmm. I was kind of thinking that's where Armageddon was going to go before I watched it, but it's, it's not. So Top Gun Maverick. Is it better than Top Gun Maverick? It's better than Top Gun. I'm going to say that. Uh, Top Gun has... So, why am I comparing to Top Gun? It's better than Top Gun. Um, Top Gun Maverick. I don't... This is like this is like one of the most recent movies I've seen and I hadn't seen it before. I could see me in 5 years not thinking Top Gun Maverick is as good as it is. Right, as as good as I thought it was the last time I watched it. But I think the action is awesome. I think it's a pretty good story. I think it will age f- okay because it's there's a lot of practical in it. Uh, there's barely a love interest worth talking about. I think Armageddon is slightly better, but barely. Um, and the soundtrack, uh, it doesn't have a dad singing a love song while his daughter kisses some dude. So I'm going to say number three stays Top Gun Maverick. Number four. It was frozen before. Is it still? Now, as I continue to think about the movie Frozen, I think it is, uh, <laughs> let's see. It is a movie I'll probably watch a million times more than I watch Armageddon. And I would probably do that regardless of if I had a, a daughter or not. I like the movie Frozen. I enjoy the music. When I watched it from a critical standpoint, the fact that I can't name a song in the second half of the movie is a problem. I think a musical should have a, a memorable song. If like, I don't even know for sure that there is one. The The latest song I could probably think of is the, the trolls sing about love, but that feels like mid mid movie or summer. That's like mid movie. Where are the songs at? Does, I don't know. Now I feel like, now I feel like I don't want to have Frozen on here at all. <laughs> nope, it's too bad. Frozen's great. Olaf, undeniable. Uh, Let it go. Slaps. Uh, it stays in the top five, but it moves down because I, I, I'm going to go with Armageddon at number four. I think... Oh, am I? Gosh. Shoot. Hold on. I almost want to coin flip this thing. I bet if I asked my wife, she would even she would say Frozen is better than Armageddon. <laughs> she doesn't like Frozen. 
but she agreed to watch it with me. She did not agree to watch Armageddon. She said, no, watch it on your own. Uh, really bad Rotten Tomatoes score on this guy. Good audience score, like a 70-something, I think. Screw it. I'm going to... No. Ah, this... This is why I, I settled on this before, because you're, you're just going to hear me go back and forth on whether or not I think a movie is better. I am going to stick to my guns. <laughs> I've said it both ways, but I'm going to stick to my guns. Number four, Remains Frozen. And number five, we have Armageddon. I uh, I remain... I, I reserve the right. I don't remain the right. I reserve the right to change my mind and flip these next week. Um, unless one of them falls out completely. I, uh, yeah, I'm going to say it. Number five is now Armageddon. I'm typing it on my spreadsheet. So I have it. (laughs) Brooke, I'm sorry. You're probably going to be just pissed that frozen is ahead of it. And, um, look, I don't know you anything, man, except how good of a friend you've been. <laughs> so I owe you nothing. <laughs> I watched your film. That's enough. Okay. Um, top five scenes are unchanged. I'll, I'll just run through them real quick. I don't think any of the scenes in Armageddon are like overly. Oh, great. Like I, I, I would never think of like, a a scene in particular, I don't think. So yeah, unchanged. Number five, uh, I've, I've added names. So I thought of names for these. Uh, let's see if they make any sense to me now reading them back. Um, number five is the great turn down from 13 going on 30. That is where Mark Ruffalo says no to Jennifer Garner, who has professed her love to him. Uh, he shows a sign of love back to her, but does, not take her back, and then the movie resets a la It's a Wonderful Life. Only part of that, it was just a great turn down. That's the name. Uh, number four is Ledger Singing from 10 Things I Hate About You. Pretty straightforward. Uh, number three, Expectations versus Reality. 500 Days of Thummer, Summer. The only redeeming quality of that film is that. Uh, not into it. Number two, The French Dairy Waltz. <laughs> That's an annoying name. Uh, that's where Christoph Waltz interrogates the French dairy farmer from Inglorious Bastards. And number one is Fanny Pack Fight Scene. Everything, everywhere, all at once. We did it. We did it again, everybody. But that means we've reached that time, that point in our show. Where it's time for this week's top five eulogy. The Departed. <clears throat> I better get my phone out. We know what's going to happen here. <laughs> The Departed. I don't know how often we're going to get to do this, so uh, let's do it. Let's hear it. That Boston song, you know the one. (laughs) Scorsese, Nicholson, Damon, DiCaprio, Formiga, Sheen, Wabek, Baldwin. I could go on. Anderson, comma, Anthony. Kevin Corrigan as Cousin Sean. J.C. McKenzie as Realtor. 
did you know there's another Wahlberg in it? Bob Wahlberg is in this movie also. <clears throat> Sorry. You were formidable. You were brash, profane. You had moles on both sides. You had Jack Nicholson flinging coke erratically and making me feel weird and uncomfortable and I don't know how to explain it. But most importantly, you ended the film with a rat running across a rail to really bring home that this movie had rats in it. And you might be thinking to yourself, this eulogy has been pretty predictable so far. Not a lot of surprises. Boom, you're dead. How you like it? Look, I don't, I don't know. That was my big turn. Everyone dies. Everyone dies at the end of this eulogy. This movie isn't really fun to eulogize. I don't, I don't want to really watch you again. Oh, no. Nope, don't worry. If my monitor just turned off, it's fine. I'm still here. I don't want to watch you again. <laughs> it's only been a week and... Has it been a week? Two weeks? It's been an amount of time. And now I'm thinking about you and I don't really care about you. I'm glad I got to hear this song. You, you have that. You have the Boston song. You know the one. So does, so does Ted. You and Ted are the same now. Rest in peace. Okay. Um, not my best. It's not my best eulogy, guys. But it, it, we can all agree. It was a eulogy. <laughs> Uh, next week, we're watching a movie that I have no clue about. Uh, my sister loved it. Uh, she still does, I think. She did mention she needs to rewatch it because she doesn't remember it. Um, I don't know what she loves about it. I, I think it's about like rescue divers or res- rescue something. I wish it was Rescuers Down Under. That sounds like more fun to me because I know what it is to cartoon and I'm a child. Um, but alas, <laughs> my sister has recommended the film The Guardian. I don't, I think, I want to say it's Richard Gere. I want to say it. You know what? I'm going to say it. It's Richard Gere. <laughs> uh, what else? What else am I going to proudly proclaim this movie has? Um, water. Pretty sure there's water. What else? Uh, a soundtrack or a score. Either one. And I'll just say it. I bet somebody dies. And someone gets guarded. I, I don't know if the person that gets guarded dies, but we'll know soon enough because next week we're going to watch The Guardian and you guys are going to watch it with me and I'm going to talk about it. And she might even be on the show. And I'm going to take a breath now. All right, that's it. Um, That's it. See you next week. Bye.